human design is a very comprehensive system. It merges um, Eastern philosophies like astrology, the Chinese I Ching system, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Hindu chakra system with Western science. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. Here you'll get to eavesdrop on connected women's conversations about self-love, confidence, healing, relationships, creativity, and more. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, and I am your guide to getting you grounded into your body, feeling your full spectrum of emotion, and expanding your fullest self-expression. I also pop in here from time to time with solo episodes where I give you tips, tricks, and resources like meditations, visualizations, and all the things to get you grounded, to get you to feel, to get you to alchemize, and to get you to expand and express yourself fully. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I invite you to now put your hands on your heart, take a deep breath, set a tone for how you want to be as you show up for this podcast, take what resonates in this podcast, leave out what doesn't resonate, and take some time to reflect and to contemplate. And if there's anything in the podcast you want to chat about, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Human design has gotten so popular that you might have been curious about your human design chart, went to go look it up and been like, um, what am I looking at? There are all these shapes, all these arrows, all these things colored in, not colored in. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. And that's why I'm so grateful that my guest today is Kaylee Carell. Kaylee is a business mentor and human design expert. She founded the Expanded Flow brand in 2021 after spending a decade in the corporate business landscape where she found out that our traditional ways of working and building wealth are out of alignment with our true nature. And in this episode, Kaylee's going to tell us the first four things to look at, learn about, and know well about our human design before we dive into the rest of the rabbit hole that is human design. So I highly recommend that you have a journal with you to take some notes. Maybe you even want to pull up your human design chart. A good resource that Kaylee mentions in this episode and that I've also used as well is geneticmatrix.com. I put a link to that in the show notes so you can go ahead, pull that up, listen to this episode, find these four things that Kaylee mentions, know that really well, and then go from there. And if you are ready to go from there, there's also links in the show notes to find Kaylee, find her work, figure out how you can work with her and dive deeper. So before, without any further ado, let's dive into this episode. So what I was curious about just now with everything that you shared with me already before we hit record is that you have this, you, you mentioned something that I don't know about in human design about your conscious sun placement and that it was in money. 
and that you used to work in finance. And I'm curious if like when you worked in finance, did you have any idea about your human design? Yeah, this is what's so great about human design is like your dot, your design is who you are already, but uh, it's the system of self-understanding uh, first and foremost, and it's a roadmap to understanding who you are as an individual underneath any layers of conditioning oftentimes many layers of conditioning and what I mean by conditioning is all of the thematics that we pick up from the moment that we're born and progress into adults um, that lead us off of our path of authentic self-expression and an example of that uh, simply is just like you know as we grow up as children and we're exploring our emotional experiences uh, we, you know, might express to a parent, like, I'm feeling tired. And they're like, you're not tired, you're just hungry. And so then you're like, oh, maybe I am hungry. And then we start to disconnect mm-hmm. from what that authentic knowing is. Uh, and that happens in our educational systems. We're all measured against the same uh, barometers of uh, what it means to be an A student. And then um, in college, if people go that route, we're guided into what career paths are going to be the most successful under mm. these, what we refer to in human design as like homogenized definitions of success, goodness, worthiness, uh, able to derive meaning from and what human design says is we can't be looking to anybody else to define that for us we need to Mm. be looking at our charts our individual design uh, to have insight into what we value so that we can lean deeper into that and so that our life becomes really this full expression of our unique potentiality and a permission slip, a very empowering permission slip in my mind um, to set aside any anything, any rhetoric that tells you differently. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a tool of self-understanding. It's a tool of self-empowerment. And then uh, as we were discussing like a little bit, uh, what I'm really interested in in this current phase of my business is supporting people with once we have that foundational baseline of self-understanding, how do we go out into the world and become of service through the authentic expression of our design? How do we uh, build prosperity for ourselves? How do we exchange resources with other people? How do we encourage them to be thinking about their authentic expression and empowering them to play the role that they're here to play, empowering ourselves to play the role that we're here to play. And um, I think we're really in the beginning phases on a human level of exploring what this is going to manifest into, but it's a really exciting time because human design is blowing up. So yeah. Why, why is it, why is it blowing up? Like, where did it, where did it come from this like popularity of it? Uh, so a little bit of background for anybody who's listening that's not yet familiar. Uh, human design is 
a very comprehensive system. It merges um, Eastern philosophies like astrology, the Chinese I Ching system, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Hindu chakra system with Western science. Um, so we're actually looking mm. at your genetics, your DNA uh, blueprint. Um, we're moving into the understanding of how we can co-create with reality through quantum energy mechanics. And that's all overlaid in the system and brought through in a very um, congruent way in the human design body graph or chart that you're able to uh, pull for free for yourself online. And then uh, I'm here. (laughs) Okay, beautiful. And it looks like it looks like you've downloaded it from one of my favorite resources, which is Genetic Matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, Genetic Matrix. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, what your first impression was when you looked at the chart, because oftentimes people yeah. are like, "This, I don't know what this means. It looks cool, but, like, I have no idea what this means. Yeah. At first, I was just like, what am I looking at? And my sister, too. I was like, what time were you born? And she's, and then I sent her her, like, PDF, and she's like, what am I looking at? yeah especially because like the first I think the first thing you see is just like this you just see like the body (laughs) and you're like what is what does this mean yeah there's all these shapes and numbers (laughs) and colors and it loosely looks like a a body outline but Mm -hmm. uh that's why there's so many amazing readers and resources people who've studied this system because it's so vast it's so in intricate uh that it often feels or can feel overwhelming for somebody when they're first beginning to dip their toes into human design and so it's been helpful for me when I was in the beginning phases and I know I've supported a lot of clients through my business with um just being in conversation with somebody who's trained in educated Mm. in the system and can synthesize all of that information and be able to bring it through in, um, yeah, a very congruent, digestible way um, for whoever is on the receiving end of that. So So when we look at our charts, what are the like main foundational things that people should be looking at? Yeah. So there's Four foundational aspects of the design that I encourage everybody to get familiar with within themselves, um, whether that's through a self-exploration route, because there are a lot of um, free resources online, or whether that's investing in a reading with somebody that you resonate with, um, that you trust to be able to synthesize this information and really go beyond just sharing the information with you, but actually uh, kind of guide you in a conversation where somebody's prompting you for reflection about how this has shown up in your life in the past, how you might want to utilize this information um, to apply it there forward, how you want to experiment with it. What we say with human design is that it is really an experiment um, because this is a compass of your energetics, but you 
uh, have conscious agency in how you want to express your energetics. Um, you can express mm-hmm. things from more of like the shadow perspective or from like the higher perspective. There is that duality contained within the chart. So um, people have agency in how they choose to express. But coming back to your question with what are the foundational aspects that I would recommend everybody become familiar with their energy type, their strategy, their authority, and their profile. And if you're able to uh, have a concrete understanding of those four pieces of your design, um, I think that you're well on your way to living a much more authentically expressed life, being able to minimize resistance Um, the effects that many of us have experienced when it comes to wielding our energy incorrectly that leads to burnout or Mm -hmm. dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. or resentment, whatever. Um, So we can kind of talk about like high level what what each of those terms mean, because I know that they're terms that are specific to the system. And um, yeah, if if it feels good, let's go through maybe the terminology of like what that means, but the first place that we start in the system is with your energy type. And there's five different energy types in the human design system. And you want to know your energy type because it helps you understand what your specific needs are on a daily basis, uh, whether you have consistent energy to like do and go and create uh, throughout the day or whether you're energetically inconsistent um, and need to be or want to be uh, structuring your day so that there's uh, planned periods of rest or that you just know Mm -hmm. that that you operate more on a um, yeah a different cycle than other people but like it's such an empowering realization to know your energy type because you're like, Oh, my energy operates like this. This is how I move through the world with the least resistance. These are, this is how I need to be supported by the people in my life, um, to have an energetically like healthy, um, body and aura. Mm -hmm. And, um, it also, I think understanding high level, what some of the other energy types are helps you begin to really see like, oh, we are all built very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, your energy type is really like how you move through the world with most resist or with most resistance, with these <laughs> resistance, um, with more flow and, uh, yeah, how you inter engage and interact with, um, the world around you. And, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting too, like from, from what I've learned in my little few months of research, I think it's interesting that like most people are generators, like most of the population are generators. And a big part of being a generator is like doing work that you actually like that fulfills you. And like when I learned (laughs) that, I was just like, wow, like there are so many people out there who are not doing what they love, who are following that nine to five route. So Yeah. yeah. I thought that was very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can speak because you're a generator and I'm also Mm -hmm. a generator. So we can just share that with the audience if they're curious, but generators are about 35 
percent of the population and um, the energetic needs of a generator, exactly like you said, uh, we have the ability, we have consistent access to uh, energy. It's located in an energy center in the body graph called the sacral center, which uh, is responsible for life force, creative vitality. It powers every other area of the design. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's defined in your chart, then you are a either a generator or a manifesting generator depending on the rest of your energy mechanics in the chart. But for generators, we do have consistent access to energy to do and create and to work and, and build, but that needs to be done in alignment with what lights us up or pulls us towards it, or we feel excited or energized uh, when we're engaging with it. And we're meant to utilize all of our energy uh, on a daily basis so that we fall into bed each night feeling really satisfied. And <laughs> it's interesting because each of the energy types has these signature emotional cues that signal to us that like we're either on track or on path in life or where we're off track and where we want to bring awareness to that and kind of see what dynamics are going on so we can move ourselves back into alignment. But the energetic cue for generators and for manifesting generators is satisfaction. And it's a little bit, this is where we begin to deviate from a lot of like our societal rhetoric where like most of us have been conditioned to think that we need to be valuing um, success, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I've worked with clients in the past is like, how do we define satisfaction? How does satisfaction show up in your life? When is the last time that you felt so satisfied? So maybe I'll ask that question to you. Mm. What were you doing? And when was the last, most recent time you felt satisfied? Honestly, like when I'm on one-on-one -on -one calls with clients, I love that. And, okay. Yeah. And even, even before that, uh, before the pandemic, I was teaching yoga and, um, always at the end when everyone was laying down in Shavasana, I'd be like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to, to be here. Like <laughs> getting paid to be myself. It's awesome. I, I love that. <laughs> That's beautiful. Two very aligned examples. Uh, so yeah, generators, like when we, are engaged in activities that we love and are aligned for us, we actually receive like a little bit of an energetic boost from it. So um, the sacral produce can produce more energy, but the way that we deplete our energy reserves throughout the day is by engaging in work that um, depletes us, feels really draining, or if you're engaging in relationships consistently that are draining for you like that's also mm. something to take a look at too um mm -hmm. because part of living in alignment with your design is trusting that uh the mind even if the mind can't make logical sense of like why i'm feeling drained by this relationship or like this opportunity that on looks really good on paper that we're really meant to kind of surrender the mind and allow um our, our sacral center, which is located in the gut to be the system of guidance for us of really like where we're meant to be engaging mm -hmm. our energy on a daily basis. So another foundational piece that you mentioned was knowing your profile. 
Yeah, profile is like one of my favorite pieces of the chart. Uh, it's basically the personality, like the energetic characteristics and personality that you present as on a daily basis. And because human design is based off of your birth date, time and location, that information is not subjective, right? It's, it, mm. it is what it is. And what's interesting for anybody who's taken personality assessments in the past, like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram, that those inputs are actually subjective because you're answering mm -hmm. um, based off of who you are and how you're thinking about the world in, in the moment that you're taking that assessment. And uh, you might be answering from a conditioned belief state as well, um, which why we love human design so much is like, it's who you are, uh, point blank period. And so like getting to understand the personality characteristics of like your authentic design is so powerful and empowering. And mm -hmm. each profile has, uh, basically two numbers in it. And I'll ask you what yours is if you want to look at on your chart. Yeah. Uh, but the first number is the more conscious aspect of your personality or your profile. So you're probably going to be more attuned to these characteristics within yourself. And then the second number in your profile is considered um, the uncon unconscious aspect of your profile. And other people are going to more easily see these aspects within you. But hopefully through the process of self-discovery, it feels like it's a congruent um, understanding of like who you are and how you present. And it also, the profile I love um, is like the first taste into kind of what your life purpose is and like what role you're playing and meant to play uh, to be of greatest service to the collective, to the whole. So mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is your profile? Uh, it says five dash one. And then it says heretical slash investigator. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> a five, one profile. So that means that you uh, have a interpersonal life theme. So you're actually, you came here um, to really be utilizing the experiences that you gain in um, relationships with other people to help create impact. So Mm -hmm. um, you, with the line five, I'll talk uh, briefly about some of the characteristics of that. Uh, you mentioned it's defined, um, in your chart as the heretic. Um, so that's the traditional human design language. Um, and we also describe the line five, because each of these lines is sort of like an archetype, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, the line five is really meant to be this, practical solutions oriented person um kind of like the challenge solver and uh the line five has what's called a projection field where other people see you as somebody that can help uh create solutions for them or help them solve their issues and so they'll bring those to you and kind of project oh my gosh, that's so true <laughs> um <laughs> they'll they'll project those onto you and if a line five 
is um, not practicing discernment, then they might feel like they have to like be this Mm. um, challenge solver for everybody's problems. And so for you, it's really empowering to bring awareness to like what lights me up as a generator to actually engage with and support people on and provide a solution for. And um, where do I have opportunity to say no, because there's so much power um, for you in whatever solution that you provide, because you are this person that people really see you um, as being able to support them with. And then uh, the line five is really meant to serve humanity on like a broader scale. Um, so it's thinking beyond like intimate um, communities and being open to touching a lot of different people throughout of the, the course of your lifetime. And uh, yeah, it's really like a leadership archetypal line. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious if this correlates with maybe um, in astrology, the North and South nodes. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds like my north and south node because my north node is Aquarius. Okay. Which is more about like community and and all of that. (laughs) Yeah. So the north and south nodes are actually um, a separate piece within your design. So the Mm. profile looks at your sun and earth placements, um, Mm. both on the date and time that you were born, which is going to be on the right side of your profile. And then Mm -hmm. the left side of your profile is a data imprint of a date and time 88 days before you were born. Um, That's what's Mm -hmm. called like your design crystal. Um, So there's, if you're thinking about it in terms of like a natal chart in astrology, you basically have two different natal charts that come together um, Mm -hmm. in your human design uh, body graph. And so your profile, what we're, we're discussing right now is, um, the line kind of tonality of um, your sun placement. So where is your sun placement in astrology? Uh, Sagittarius. I had to think about that for a second. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yep. So the line five profile is coloring um, the expression of your Sagittarius. Mm, Uh, Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And then... Do you want to hear about the line one? Yes, I'd love to. (laughs) Okay. So the line one is called the investigator in human design. And this is somebody who loves to research to get to the bottom of things is really like meant to be a subject matter expert that eventually uses the knowledge that they accumulate to teach and support others. But like you love details, you love going down rabbit holes, you love, uh, yeah, (laughs) following curiosities and for you it's um feeling empowered that like your curiosity is actually guiding you throughout life of like what you're meant to be um learning about becoming a subject matter expert of and teaching people about but the line one is um anybody who has a line one in their profile is like typically somebody who um knows like the best places to eat when we travel or like mm. <laughs> um, has done a bunch of research on like certain cities that they're interested in. And like, if I was planning a trip to Tulum and you maybe have already looked it up and already know like X, Y, and Z about it, like that's the line one is mm-hmm. 
how is that resonating with you? Yeah, it's just funny because I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> what are you what? currently um, researching or like what's striking your curiosities right now? I've been really down the like, I've been really following for the last year, just like um, divine feminine energy and embodiment and all of that stuff. Beautiful. And there's there's a part in my chart. Um, I forgot which part it was, but when I looked it up, it was talking about how like I have a lot of energy in my head, but when I drop mm -hmm. into my body that it's very helpful. And, and when I saw that, I'm like, no wonder the embodiment stuff like really helps me like mm -hmm. a, a whole thing with all of human design. What, what I've heard everyone say who's ever gotten into it is like, it makes me feel so seen and so validated Yeah, because you read it and you're like, yeah, that is what I do. And it's okay to be that way. Okay. <sighs> yeah. I just heard the sigh, the sigh of relief. Yeah. <laughs> That's oftentimes how people feel is like so seen and validated. Um, it's just really such a beautiful tool as somebody who has been so obsessed with like self-development uh, background mm. psychology, as well as finance. This system just feels like it's the Holy grail. Um, and it's so rich. It's so deep. Um, somebody could be a lifelong studier of it. And the exciting thing is like the system itself is actually set up um, to mutate over time as humanity evolves, which is like pretty awesome mm. as well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I want to <laughs> ask you what that means, but I feel like that is a like huge rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just annotating that the line one is, is curious. Um, yeah, but we yeah. are right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> so another foundational piece that you mentioned was the strategy can you talk yeah. to us about that yeah strategy is so important like your strategy and authority if you can be in alignment with that on a daily basis like you will be in like a very flowy magnetic state where life is surprising you constantly you're able to really manifest and co-create in real time. So each energy type has a strategy associated with it. So for generators, our strategy is to wait to respond. And that goes so contra against most people's conditioning, which says like, we hear so much rhetoric about like, you have to make it happen for yourself. You have to, mm -hmm. if you want it, you have to go out and make it happen. Um, you have to, um, initiate you have to be the one to self-start and generators uh strategy is actually to wait to respond to an external stimulus in your environment that uh your sacral has a response to so the sacral or your gut is able to respond in the moment um so our sacral is constantly responding to our environment uh and it responds in the moment with like a yes or a no. And the yes is felt kind of somatically uh, mm -hmm. as like an expansiveness. Um, it can feel like full on excitement. Um, oftentimes with clients, I can really see it come through on their face um, in something that feels really, really exciting and a strong pull. Um, but it can just feel like a pull to something. And then something that's a no is going to feel like a contraction, 
Um, it can feel like resistance. Uh, it really depends on like the, um, I think the impact of the decision, the, the strongest no I ever had was, um, about a year and a half ago. And it was whether or not to take on, um, a huge project in my, um, corporate career setting. And, um, it was like a very strong gut visceral contraction. No, that, Mm. um, basically was present for like a whole weekend until I had to make the decision, um, on that following Monday. So, um, but those are few and far between, I would say, uh, when it comes to like daily decision-making, just really getting in tune with the body, um, and then allowing, this is all about allowing the body, um, or our energy mechanics to guide our decision-making process and, Mm. um, not our mind. And so the strategy Mm. for this, for the generator is to wait to respond to an external stimulus in your environment um, and not um, feel like you need to be initiating and forcing and making something happen. Um, So it's a design of learning to trust life. Mm -hmm. Could that responding also be um, taken on the inward level, like responding to body sensations or something? Uh, so the response, our strategy is, um, insight into how we move through the world most effectively. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that's All a right. good, it's a good question. Um, I think you're, um, tapping into something that's really important in the context of the system as a whole is like, once you do have, um, a foundational understanding of like, the pieces we've mentioned, but also your energy centers, I think people really do start to have greater awareness and somatic awareness of like, where is my energy pooling throughout the day? You kind of mentioned Mm -hmm. with like the, the mental head energy, which I also share that similarity (laughs) in my design as well. And it's about coming back into that gut area and allowing that to be, um, really the guidance that, that we want to be relying on throughout the day. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, each energy type has its own strategy. So I encourage your listeners to go and look at theirs. And um, the one statement that I want to make really clear is that no energy type has um, a strategy or an authority um, that relies on the mind. Um, So Mm. that it mm-hmm. it's a really powerful um tool to really um allow ourselves to disidentify with thought and disidentify with the mind as needing to be um how we move through life which oftentimes um creates the most resistance um the most yeah. anxiety um the most disappointment expectation whatever so I love that. I think that's why my my research and embodiment and divine femininity led me here. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I want to know more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those were those were all the foundational pieces we did. Energy strategy, type, mm-hmm, strategy profile, and, and then authority. authority, authority. Yep. So inner authority. Yeah. Um, there's seven different possible authorities. Um, two possibilities for a generator, either sacral authority or emotional authority. Um, 
But again, I encourage people to look at what their inner authority is, but your inner authority is actually your um, decision-making um, tool. So your strategy is how you um, engage with the world through the path of least resistance and your inner authority is how you make decisions. And so do mm-hmm. you, um, it'll say in your chart um, right before it says generator, it'll either say pure generator or emotional generator. Pure generator. Okay. So that means that you have sacral authority. So your uh, strategy is to respond with the gut, but then you also are making decisions um, with the gut as well. So somebody with emotional authority has a slightly different decision-making process. It's kind of a two-part process, but Mm. um, for you, you actually can rely on the gut and make in the moment decisions, which is really, really powerful. Um, And what I encourage people to experiment with is when something is like, it looks really good on paper and it's something that you think that you should want to say yes to, but you are feeling like a contraction or like Mm. it just feels off, even though like, I, I think I should want it. Like the mind is telling me it makes sense. Trust that no and see what happens because like, that's life's way of like guiding you. Um, And Conversely, like if you feel an expansiveness or like a lit upness or a pull towards something that the mind can't make logical sense of, make that decision, follow through with that. Like, don't let mental anxiety or like fear override because that's what oftentimes happens with sacral authority is like, well, I really want this, but it like literally does not make sense with like my current plans or whatever. Um, but that's where like the, the like truly the magic of like co-creating with the universe with life comes through is when we, um, when we lean in and trust. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about one more thing before I dive into, I have like a set of questions I like to ask all my guests at the end. I'm curious about on the chart on the top by like the head, there are all these like arrows Mm-hmm. What is that? <laughs> yeah, so that's a a uh, more advanced area of the design. We typically, um, yeah, the arrows are called the variables. They're a part of um, your primary health system, uh, but it is a deeper, more advanced layer of the design. And we encourage everybody to begin experimenting with strategy and authority before. Um, mm entering into the variable piece of your design just because in that section of your chart we're starting to get into digestion style like what foods Mm. um, are correct for you what environments you're actually meant to like live in or work in Um, and those can be really impactful and if people enter into them uh prematurely and what we mean by that is just because the mind is curious but the body our inner authority actually hasn't given us the green light to begin experimenting with those pieces of our design. Um, it, it can be, um, problematic for the body. It can create issues just because, um, we're basically trying to circumvent like divine timing, so to speak. Mm. Um, but yeah, if people are curious about those, it gives information into if you're, like what your digestion profile is, your environment, um, if you're like a more strategic um, 
or receptive mind or perspective, uh, what your motivation is in life. There's a lot of interesting information there. Uh, So yeah, I'll pause there. Okay. Okay. So we'll go into a few questions that I ask all my guests. And then after that, I'll ask you where people can dive into this more and find you (laughs) Sounds in case they want to work with you. Okay. So the first question, what does self-love mean to you? Mm. Self-love to me means that I am accepting my full experience in the now. Mm. And it's actually interesting because I've had my own personal journey with self-love and human design has been validating in many ways because uh, there's a piece of my design. I have what's called an undefined G center or identity center. um, And it's also responsibility or it's also responsible for um, our sense of self-love and feeling Mm -hmm lovable and when it's undefined in somebody's chart uh they're actually going to have a more fluid experience of that over the course of their life it's not going to feel like it's consistent um something that they can steadily rely upon and so um giving myself permission to be in fluid relationship with that um has felt really expansive for me um so like i said being able to um, except my full experience, um, in the now feels like it's in congruence with me and my design and, um, my experience of what it means to love, love myself and love life. Mm. Beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, finish this phrase. The way to my heart is <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was mac and cheese so we're just gonna I love go it. with mac and cheese I love a good mac and cheese Ooh. <laughs> most people answer food or or a specific food item so I love that question it's really fun <laughs> <laughs> um what makes you feel the most grounded uh being in a garden interestingly mm-hmm. uh I find flowers and the diversity of like flora life, like so fascinating Mm. and really, I think grounds me and reconnects me to just like how intricately we're all designed. Like we're looking at humans through the human design system, but like how intricately designed and intentionally designed all of life is on earth. And so, um, yeah. I love that. I like imagined all these forests and flowers in my mind as you were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then what is your favorite part about being a woman? Mm. <sighs> I'm like allowing myself to connect with that piece of me right now. It's the ability to access softness uh Mm. and vulnerability and uh leading with that and learning what it means to lead with that and um feel like I belong in a room 
in my softness, in my vulnerability. Um, that's what I love about being a woman. So beautiful. I love it. So then for everyone listening, where can they find you? Where can they be in your work? And where can they dive more into this topic of human design? Yeah. So I'm very active on my Instagram page, which is Expanded Flow. I also have a website, Expanded Flow. And then I'm very excited to announce that in about two weeks, I'm launching a newsletter uh, that's going to be a resource for people to um, receive bi-weekly posts through the Substack platform, if you're familiar with that, uh, Mm. sort of a new tool. But uh, it's really tips and insights and some long-form writing, exploring uh, how human design can be applied very practically. Um, Like a post example is exploring each of the human design environments in the context of your home office setup so that like you're Mm. supporting your energetic needs and your energetic health um, in the space that you create and work from. Uh, And then um, really exploring like what flow means because I think flow is something that everybody's like, yeah, I want more of that. But like it's, we're still reaching a language of being able to articulate it. And so it's just, um, prompting people to explore what it means for them personally. I like to think about flow in many different ways, but like flow can relate to your individual energy flow uh, on a daily basis. And then we can also think of it at like a more macro level with like the greater flow of life. And we see like the flow of energy moving through our environment with change of seasons and things like that. And so um, what does that mean and how you relate to the world? Um, those are sort of the things that we're exploring in that newsletter. And then um, within there, there will be um, some podcast ep- um, recordings from my end that will be exclusive to the people that are in the newsletter community. And then um, I'm offering one-on-one sessions, which people are, have the ability to book through either my website or my Instagram page called business flow sessions uh, that are really wonderful for somebody who is either self-employed or very intentional about um, a career transition um, at this stage in their life and wanting to um, look at their human design chart through that lens. Um, I've supported people through moving out of misaligned careers into more aligned careers. Um, I've supported uh, business owners that are in the first couple years of their business into just how do they set up their weekly schedule to align with their design, um, Mm -hmm. being a sounding board for like which offers they want to bring through kind of my role is really to bridge like the educational piece of human design with sort of like the mentor advisement piece and asking the right questions, asking good questions to um, empower that person to leverage the mechanics of their human design chart, um, to build offers, um, to offer services, to structure launch plans, 
um, that are incongruent with their energetic needs. Um, and I've recently worked with a client who is a generator, um, who's built, scaled and sold multiple companies and is actually in a phase of business right now where he wants energetic guidance in, um, structuring a team so that he's able to take Mm. a step back from a lot of the operational priorities, um, that are feeling, um, draining, you know, from that, um, generator perspective and how does he hire and think about hiring in the context of design? What kind of gifts and talents does he want to, um, fill in his team with, to be able to create more flow in his daily experience, but also in the flow of his business. So, um, Mm -hmm. these sessions are a great taster of what it's like, um, for people to work with me in a deeper one-on-one capacity, Uh, and I do have a mentorship application process that is also available, um, through my Instagram and my website as well. Nice. So I will put all of those links in the show notes. And by the time this episode comes out, your newsletter will be live. So the Mm -hmm. link for that will also be in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was such an interesting conversation. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to share human design with both you, but your community. And I love hearing about the impact that you're making. And I'm just excited to be here and excited to support you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at self-expressed babe. And that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.